Something told me Something told me It was over When I saw you in that boy walking Something deep down in my soul said cry by When I saw you and that boy Don't you know I would rather go blind, boy Well, howdy doody Another lunch, another car, another stream Something told me it was Oklahoma where the wind comes running down the rain. I will be moving to Nashville. I will be getting cowboy boots. I will be calling Brett. He will tell me how to install spurs on my boots. I will not kick anyone with those spurs. That is violation of their rights. That is violation of their bodily autonomy. But I will have those spurs. I will have them custom made. I hear it rains a little bit more in Nashville. That scares me because I don't know what wetness is. Wetness is a foreign thing to me. Wetness to me doesn't make any sense. Why would anything be wet? It just doesn't... Hey Jim Bob, you have a place to watch your streams? Yeah, on YouTube, made by Jim Bob. Um, if they go over 60 minutes on... Instagram, it's sometimes they don't uh, save to my phone. So, but most of them do. And then I put them up on YouTube. So uh, you can get them there. So there. I will get a cowboy hat. I will get a custom, a custom hat. Under the hat will be a yarmulke. You will not be able to see the yarmulke. But because I am committed, the yarmulke will still be on. Putting a cowboy hat over a yarmulke does not diminish the, the power of a yarmulke. I actually invested in an idea. It is a solar-powered yarmulke. You wear the yarmulke, you, you wear it in the sunshine, and it powers and it can charge your phone. This, this as long as this doesn't happen on Sunday, it doesn't matter. You can, t you can definitely use it. In fact, in fact, in fact, on Sunday, if you, wear, if you wear it, it doesn't count as plugging your phone in. It, as long as you're wearing it and the solar is powered, uh, on Saturday, and as long as you don't use your hand and plug in your phone to your yarmulke, solar-powered yarmulke, that, 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 Racism, OMG. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Wetness, wetness is foreign to me. I don't understand it. I thought ovulation was just a mental thing. I thought it was... A <laughs> in fact, in fact, the facts are... The, the fact... The, 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 the <laughs> Jim Bob, I'm gifting your book to a conservative normie today. Oh, good. That's good. This is my daughter. My youngest. She is, uh picking tomatoes that we grew. 
Uh, don't grow your tomatoes in um, in pots because they just come out Joe Rogan sized tomatoes, and uh, they're they're good. They're tasty, good for uh, actually adding to sauce and reducing them down. But if you want to get a big, nice tomato, do like a big raised bed or put them right in the ground. Obviously, many of you know this already, but uh, it's just a, it's something that we, uh, it's bad. It's bad. This is polish, okay? I polish jewelry. I make beautiful things for very wealthy people. You want to see Sam Harris debate Jay? Yeah, I mean, that could be cool. I don't think he ever would. Um, I don't think that would ever happen. You guys, look at this. Check this out. I don't know if you could see. Um, this is the normal, ordinary vaccine development timeline, as you see. A normal timeline would be 2020. It would go all the way up to 2035 to really uh, execute a uh, proper vaccine. Now, look at the timeline on the right. That's what the phases would look like. Um, given the new uh, technocratic medical needle dick technate that's uh, trying to uh, push their standards and rush all of these things. Um, it doesn't really matter. You know, I, I see that taking this, uh, this graph and, and showing it uh, presupposes that there's something called a vaccine that's going to save millions of people from a, an imaginary uh, virus called COVID-19, but it's just something, uh, at the, at the, the dumb fake level that I find interesting. Uh, if you were to be locked in with someone who is, um, utterly convinced of their own doom, uh, based on a little French tickler virus, um, the, uh, the icon of which existed in your, your cell phone before this pandemic happened, um, you could show them that just to give them a step forward. How hilarious is this? I really laughed at this. I don't usually laugh. I kind of smirk or chuckle at, uh, some of my work and, um, no, that's not egotistical. It's because I'm, it's not me. I'm reflecting other realities that we all share. Um, it's just hilarious to think of a regal, uh, this lady as an eagle and a regal, uh, just flying around. Uh, it's so funny to me. I just, I think it's funny. Um, I want to get more into little wild things like that where things just take off and they turn into other things. And, uh, cause a lot of my stuff is kind of like heady and a little bit masturbatory. Um, so get, get into the fun again. Like you guys are watching a cartoon. Um, what else am I talking about today? Oh, um, what was I? Oh yeah, I was thinking about something, which is uh, I know that's surprising. Um, I was thinking about goods and services, and I was thinking about the wordplay with goods and services. How when we think of goods and services, we think of material, we think of optimization, efficiency, uh, convenience, utility, um, and it's consumerism. It's, it's, in, it's inextricably tied to it. And you're like, oh, yeah, goods and services is good. It's good. You get the thing and someone made it and that's awesome. And you can appreciate the, appreciate the handiwork and all this stuff. That's just, uh, you know, a part of that 
that realm, goods and services. And then I was thinking about what we do here in the in this realm and uh, why so much of my worldview is tied to morality and um, seeking and and seeking and representing the good in the world, the good in the world. And I was thinking about how uh, how we follow that. Um, and it's and and what came out was it it revealed the the inversion of in service of the good and the transition from the in service of the good to goods and services and how that flip has has changed and how uh, I don't know for how long definitely since the industrial revolution but maybe before how we we altered in, in inverted uh, being in service of the good, which is a transcendental um, purpose, meaning for your life, something that is actually unattainable here in the worldliness of uh, material uh, reality, but nonetheless is something we all uh, strive for, even, even atheists. They don't have a basis for good, but they pursue the good. And uh, how in service of the good is, um, can produce goods and services, but pursuit of goods and services is not pursuit of the good, is not in service of the good by definition. It's not based. It could be, but the basis itself, logically speaking, pursuing goods and services, pursuing efficiency is not the standard for morality or what's good in the world, only what's useful. And I thought that was uh, interesting. People still buy jewelry? Yeah, they do. Um, anyway, I just thought about that. That's something more I can get into. Um, maybe do some research, uh, the origin of the words themselves. Uh, when did good, as in good, become a good as a product? When did good become a material? Who made that transition? What culture did that? I'm not sure. Uh, being of service as opposed to a service? A service. A service of goods and services. Goods and services. They are they are goods and services. You, you, you voluntarily exchange your money and your value. You make a trade for a service. That is, that is, that is what makes America the greatest country in the world. There's a difference between good and a good, a good, a good is a product. A good represents value, value in the market. That is the thing. That is the thing. Goods and services. Services and goods. Goods. And Who would trust this person? What are you doing? Who's posting this stuff? Who who posts a weirdo with a fucking Victoria's Secret lingerie glove mitten touching her face with her weird lipstick and her jowls and says, this lady was legacy. This this lady did so much good for women. Look at her glove. What? 
Who, who, who feels comfortable with that glove? I would you? Okay, you're a father. You're a mother. You're you're in a public area, right? You got to go do something. Um, you know, in a trust society, you could maybe look to your neighbor, someone next to you, and say, "Could you just, could you just watch my kid?" Okay, could you? Could you just watch my kid for a second? I just got to make this phone call and go to the bathroom and I have this other baby. I'll t- just please watch him. I'll be right back. You're putting your trust in the person. If the person looked like this, would you leave the kid? Yes or no? No, you would not. Same, same person, same gown, same glove, same glove. No. Let's... I mean, if you really judge people on the basis of would you leave their ki- your kid with them, that's a way better standard than, um, than, you know, this abstract, weird caricature we have of these, uh, these idols, whether it's Trump or this bitch or someone else, it's your standard is not would I leave my loved one with them at all. It's do does she deserve to wear laundry panties on her hand? Does she, did she earn the right to wear panties on her hand? The answer is yes, but she did not earn the trust of me to leave her with my daughter. Absolutely. I mean, look at the difference. Look at that picture. Okay. Look at, look. And you're like, Oh, like that's, that's beauty. That's good. That is, um, you protect that. You love that. It transcends uh, product material, uh, success, anything. Transcends it. That, that, what? What the fuck? What in the, f- what in the shitstorm? What are you doing? We got to honor her. What? Honor, what? Look at her. That's a demon. Look at her eyebrows raised. She looks like Bill Nye, dressed in drag with underwear on her hand. Look at those underwear. You know I right after this picture, she started licking, like she was just like tasting the the mesh. You're wearing fishnet on your creepy little hand, lady. What are you doing? Jim Bob has a natural reaction to a reptilian half humanoid. Yeah, that's just sick. She's like going to hiss. Like that is, look at the eyes. I, I really believe that there's something objective that actually represents a transcendental value in the face. And I, I can't maybe face, maybe face recognition could actually do it one day where they're just like, nah, here's the signs of, of just general uh, deception, uh, knowledge, concealed knowledge. I think that's something that changes your face. Concealed withholds knowledge, lies, something you're not telling, something you're protecting deep inside. Uh, even the weight of knowing something that you'd be better off not knowing. These things I think affect your face and in particular this face. And for those of you who don't know who are listening, it's a picture of Larry King uh, with a with a mesh glove on. Some people say it's Ruth 
uh, Bader Ginsburg. I, I, it's Larry King. There's no way that's not Larry King. No way. Oh man, creepy. Could you one day talk about art and most important books, paintings? I mean, kind of. Ironically, I don't value any particular art. It's it's funny. I I, I actually value uh, architecture. Uh, I think that has a priority in our lives before digital or uh, visual art in the in the sense of uh, classical mediums paintings and whatnot, sculptures, sculptures maybe. But I look at um, architecture as the true value uh, where art needs to be protected and where the highest standards of beauty, symmetry and whatnot. Um, actually, it's probably not symmetry. You know why? Because uh, a cube can be perfectly symmetrical and produce no real beauty or craft. You know what I mean? A cube can be the most efficient symmetrical uh thing that your eyes behold and uh and just just transfer zero just beauty or move move emotional movement but uh i could get into uh i did art history in college um and that's when i learned w that uh i shouldn't be in college and nobody sh nobody should be learning that Unless you're going to really get down to true history, which I have no access to. Goy vey. Like a cardboard box. Dawkins, why don't you want to debate? Well, well, I wasn't, I wasn't aware that I, that I didn't want to debate him. Anyway, I, I, I'm not going to waste waste my precious time on someone who believes in some spaghetti monster. It's absolutely absurd. I'd rather spend my time reading haikus. I, I'm surprised they didn't debate. There's no reason on atheism to justify morality. William Lane Craig always takes this weird breath in between his statements. Well, I don't see any reason why we ought to appeal to naturalism. You're just appealing to some some imaginary friend in the sky. Have a great day, bud. See ya. William Lane Craig is insufferable. He's just, um, he's good at debating people. He's good at logic. He's just, um, he argues within, uh, he doesn't argue within the proper, uh, system. He argues in what's called the classical foundational system, which he's arguing within the framework that the the materialist argues. So it's in a way, it's very limited, almost self-refuting. In other words, he has to appeal to uh, the historicity of the Bible. He has to appeal to the cosmological argument. Um, 
the physical uh, phenomenon, uh, uh, you know, math, which is a decent argument, math, the, the regularity of nature, these things are all important um, to look at. But in the end, he's stuck within the material paradigm. And that's not the best argument against uh, naturalism, empiricism, um, whatever, all the other, all the other isms that hold people uh, to the material world to try to justify things uh, that they can't justify. So the better argument is the is the transcendental argument, which, for those of you who don't know. Um, it's basically the argument. It starts from what? Wh how do you even justify arguing? How do you even justify uh, all these metaphysical absolutes that we just start from uh, as uh, materialists? You know, you just start assuming meaning. You assume truth. You assume laws of logic. You assume we can know things. Uh, you assume things have identity over time. Like you, you're already within the realm of faith, full on faith, that something is even meaning, that something is even happening here, that, that there's meaning to it. Um, because, and the reason people have to start there is because they know the, uh, the alternative is absolute absurdism, absolute uh, nihilism, you can't know anything to be true at all, which that in itself, you couldn't even make that claim if that was true. It just gets into just complete nonsense. You might as well just be making sounds, uh, farting, just making sounds. Nothing means anything. Nothing really matters. Nihilism. AIDS. Um, so, yeah. That's where you start from. And uh, the materialists can't justify those things. They just can't. And, uh, and that's why uh, the assumption of a... Like, I think, I believe it's start the, the first step toward justifying these immaterial absolutes. Um, you have to skip... You have to step to a, an intelligence, a mind... Uh, before you can take the step toward uh, God, I think there's other things that have to be covered before you get to uh, to God. Um, but at least the mind gives atheistic um, materialists a stepping to stone toward uh, a little bit of an. It's kind of a catfish, though, because they can. They might go, well, yeah, there could be like an alien or like some super intelligence, some simulator intelligence in the world. And then you could just, you know, take them on that ride and why that doesn't make any sense. What do you think happened to the building ways of the past? Everything now is squares. I think people worship efficiency. They, they've, they've, uh, They've traded their God for, they've made uh, efficiency their God. You know, they made Amazon is the God. Efficiency, convenience. And um, that will always bite you in the ass because then you become dependent on it. And then when it's taken away, 
what you have is morality. You have to confront morality. You have to confront the most primal state uh, of yourself. And you have to then search for, well, what is valuable? Um, if efficiency, convenience, and uh, Amazon delivering right to your doorstep, you know, that's going to be the future, by the way. It's going to be a truck that's self-driving, that parks in the area, in the, in the zip code. The truck top opens, the ceiling opens, and all of these massive drones uh, fly all these boxes to their houses. And uh, it probably won't even be a front door. It'll probably be a, a, a rooftop, literally like Santa Claus. Amazon will literally be Santa Claus. It will fly drones and it'll drop them in what looks like a chimney. Um, and that'll be your, your monthly or your, your bi-monthly package provider. And um, yeah, that's the trade-off of between that and uh, the joy of growing your own food and watching your daughter pick the food and see that it comes from um, something heavenly. Do, do I buy from Amazon? Yeah, some things. My I don't. My wife does. Some things. It's Amazon. But it's all the same. Buy from anywhere. You're all, I mean, you're, you're connected to a massive centralized system of supply. Whether you go to the store, it's like you're still getting it from some other place that Amazon probably owns or uses. You know what I mean? It's like you can't just skip to Amish land. It's, uh, I don't recommend it either. Does nationalism conflict with theism? No. I don't know why it would. Nationalism conflicts with diversity. Conflicts with individualism. Buy from commie breweries. Oh yeah, that's you, Tim. Yeah, we gotta meet up for a brew at your commie brewery. Tim is a local follower. I've been getting uh, more open to meeting people in physical. I did deliver a book, had a beer with somebody who bought a book and uh, was able to uh, sit. It's fun. I miss that. Um, I miss having beers and just talking shit and whatnot. Let's rage. No, you're talking to someone who, if I have one beer... In the in the next hour, I I will be hungover. I'll I get the hangover, like pretty much in the same hour. So that's it. At that point, it's over. How about a steak dinner? I do I do love a uh, a bloody fillet. Is my second book still available for purchase? Yes, there's about. Uh, 220 I believe left out of a thousand 
um, madebyjimbob.com, free shipping, code word liberty. Code word liberty, free shipping. No, I won't keep drinking. No, can't do that. Nope. I don't even really like beer. I used to be one of those people who loved like all the like the IPA stuff. It's just like, and now I'll take it. I'll try one of those. It's like I'm just drinking piss and earwax, but mostly earwax. I'm like what? I think, uh, I don't know. I just like don't let enjoy alcohol that much but i enjoy socializing with a beer it's very it's a that's understandable people have that they're just like you want to you want to have something and, and drink it you know but maybe two tops that's it Do I see statism as the new nationalism? Well, I don't know. Statism is applies to um, the mechanics, really. Nationalism is more like it's almost like a meta. It's almost like a metaphysical identity claim. Nationalism, like we are, we are Japanese, is like nationalism. But the state is more like the tool, the tool that you might expand or shrink. Uh, given what your procedures are and whatnot. I don't think the two are on the same uh, concept plane. Like nationalism is like an idea, you know, that you you hold true um, with, with the state. I think it does require the state. Yeah, I think nationalism requires a level of statism um, but a statism that's uh, given uh, by a mostly homogenous um, culture, you know. That's why diversity and statism is uh, is hell, because your state, your representatives can't possibly represent even a large chunk of you properly, you know. I mean, you even see that with, with uh, you know, people on the left and the right. There's chunks of people on the right who will agree with something broad, but they are still slaves to individualism. They still want their, their own little private little existence, and uh, they want an excuse to have their little secrets and their sins, and uh, they don't want to be held accountable person to person. Uh, they just want the law to be, you know, equal. And uh, building a culture, a society of values and uh, foundations that's, that thrive and stay around, they don't do that shit. They don't, they don't give, let you off the hook, you know, socially. They don't let you just, you know, live and let be, man. Do as thou will, man. I'm, I'm super conservative. Just do as you the will. Just leave me alone. Just don't tax me. It's like, nah, that's how you, uh, that's how everything, uh, f starts fraying on the corners and then unravels and then you, you don't have anything, uh, you just have debt.
I mean, individualism is really what gives you this. When there's a culture that precedes um, politics, policy, representatives, all this bullshit, when they're powerful enough and they're uh, large enough in numbers, this lady doesn't ever get to put on her little fucking Victoria's Secret mesh glove and lick it when the photo's over. Okay? Aleister Crowley, the King Coomer. Oh, yeah. Aleister Crowley. Crowley's just so gay. Thoughts on solipsism? It's self-refuting. You couldn't even claim solipsism because you would need to appeal outside of solipsism to view it, to say it's true. Uh, therefore, you could never know any form of knowledge or any truth at all. It also violates the law of identity. Uh, you couldn't go around saying everything's me and then someone disagrees with you. The moment you're in an argument with someone, you've already debunked your own, your own stance. It's like, that's the, it's really the, one of the dumbest forms of nihilism in my view. Anyone who argues it's like nothing, it's all in our head, everything's us. It's like, no. What's everything then? Like you wouldn't even be able to make the statement everything is us because you're already you're already making a distinction between you and the external world being everything. You wouldn't even need to talk actually. The purpose of language itself and logic would just disappear. The the utility of it too. You wouldn't even need to talk. If, every, if solipsism was true, nothing would needed to be said. And maybe that's where they want to take us with the hive mind, a version of solipsism where there's this, you know, illusory hive mind that's actually simulated, but it's actually, it's not real. It's still controlled. And uh, they're able to deliver a sim or a version of solipsism where you don't need to really do anything, where uh, everything's read and delivered to you, Amazon. Amazon of the mind, Amazon of ideas, um, a, a rapid delivery service of neurons. You know, that's what these needle dicks uh, jerk off to. That's what Sam Harris jer jerks off to. You know, that's what he thinks about. Uh, 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 well, well, what we can do is, uh, 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 we can, um, when, when, when we when we look at when we look at neuro, neurology uh, we look at the, the, the neuropath uh, I don't uh shut up you little rat living through zoom calls is the new solipsism well well uh, uh. thoughts on Amish they just nothing's changed they live their life how they did and then uh all this nonsense doesn't mean anything to them because they're not uh, dependent on any of it. Uh, and that's it. Yes, they don't get the perks and the, the joy and the shiny things of uh, the joy of shiny things and all these stupid, you know, sh things. The things we're like, yes, I love it. I love progress. They're just like, Whoa, oh. You know, but they have some some negative side effects. I mean, the the incest and uh, sexual abuse that occurs in that those little villages is uh, pretty outstanding. But that's the trade-off. They're like Joseph. We will ride a horse and buggy. 
we will make our own maple syrup. And uh, Ebediah, you know, you we don't have pandemics, but uh, your daughter's going to get molested today. But don't worry, here's some honey. By the way, anybody, any man who has a beard, is my size beard or larger, if you shave your mustache, you're automatically, you're mentally ostracized, even if people don't realize it. They just go, you don't live on here. You live out there. You car you whittled wood today. They just judge you. They won't even listen to what you're saying. Like, look at the head of the CDC guy or, or the who, that guy with the white beard. You're just, all you're doing is appealing to the Amish. You're just looking at them and going, I don't, what? I'm trying to understand what you're saying, but it's just all I see is you in a buggy, just whipping the horse, and just transporting wood uh, stools around the town. Why am I listening to you? Thoughts on pop music? It's total utter shit. It's purposefully inversive, subversive, satanic, and super catchy at the same time. Okay? Tell us why diversity and inclusivity sucks. Well, it depends on what you mean by sucks. I mean, sucks is an arbitrary slang word. It's like, maybe rephrase the question. You know, we could only make it a value assessment on diversity and, and inclusivity is if we, we state the goal. If the goal is a, a cohesive... A society of trust who values the same things, we could say diversity and inclusivity is probably a drawback. You know, it would be like knitting a sweater. And like, it's like you have this nice orange wool that you want to make your sweater with. And, and, and then, you know, someone says, well, you need to be diverse and you need to include other things, you know, and, and suddenly they hand you you know, a sheet of aluminum. And you're like, fuck. It's like, how am I supposed to weave a nice orange sweater if you're forcing me to use some aluminum? That's not to say that that the that the, the wool is better than the aluminum. It's just that they're incompatible. It's like, it's like, I'm just trying to, you know, pass the time and make myself an orange, you know, sort of, burnt copper sweater that I like, you know? I love cardigans. You, most of my photographs are with cardigans. That is why I learned. But, but here you come in saying I ought to use aluminum and somehow weave it in this bitch. It's like, fuck. It's like, leave me alone. Are constitutions arbitrary? Uh, yeah. At their base level, yeah. Unless, that's why there's no real separation from uh, from God and state. 
Because in the end, any laws or oughts or values that are transcendental, like, uh, you know, anything you you arbitrarily give value to, uh, if you want to logically base it, you need some, some higher order. You need some higher authority than man. Otherwise, you have to agree that a constitution is totally fine uh, it, so long as people agree with it and it represents the, the fa- what's fashionable of the people at the time, uh, you'd have to agree that uh, any constitution can't be uh, truly immoral if you don't justify morality. Uh, therefore, a, uh, a constitution that says, you know, every fourth kid, we, we, uh, we make a, a bucket of uh, Kentucky fried children out of it which is constitutional. That's why appeal to the constitution is dumb. That's why uh, libertarian, conservative, Republicans who make that their God are retarded. Feather pen law. Yeah, that's a good spell breaker. Yeah. How do you argue for no mask? Uh, well, you just don't wear it unless you're in a position where your your income is dependent. That's up to you whether you want to risk your income. Um, some people can do it. Some people can't. Um, but uh, the best way to argue against masks is to not argue and just not wear the mask. And, um, you know, or just don't go to the places. Like, try to find places that are cool without the mask. Uh, but really, from my view, the mask thing as ridiculous as it is, we're already past the mo- the point of critical uh, critical agreement. And so there was a point in the beginning where there was an opportunity to reject, but the mass got, the mass of the mask, uh, the critical mass of the mask got too big, too quickly, too convincing. So uh, once you get to that state, you can't really reverse time and find that, that uh, that uh, tipping point again. So <clears throat> if you're realistic, you have to just look at it for what it is. Uh, a massive PSYOP, a massive demoralization program. And uh, I don't know. If people are if people love their little masks and they want to wear them, then you're, it's going to be hard to pull them away from their addiction to being demoralized. Because guess what? They get to say, I lived through that. They get to have their little war, Vietnam, they never had. They get to have their big movement. Nothing's, you know, they've been propped up and uh, living in a state of uh, convenience and uh, first world um, circumstances. And uh, finally, something to to uh, make them feel alive and threatened. You know, that's the, that's the, the back, the uh, the flip side of of uh, fear is that it does jolt your body and your emotions and your mind and your spirit into a state of vitality, like a near death experience. So there's like some spectrum of it where you can just induce that in people, and it actually makes them feel alive, and then they become some somewhat uh, develop a craving for feeling that again. Um, you know, because they want that feeling again. 
that they're in that they're in danger and they they can do something about it. They're gonna protect their family. Oh, when I was a kid, you know, the grandpa of the of the day used to say, uh, "Well, I was a, I survived I survived both world wars and I fought the goddamn Nazis." And then our generations looking back, I I survived the great common cold of 220 2020 and that's gonna that's their that's their thing yeah it feeds their ego absolutely some sort of weird ass uh it's it's uh it's weird okay it's weird anyway i gotta run uh i'll probably put this up um and uh yeah. Uh, if you didn't buy Savage Memes, get it. Made by Jim Dob. Jim Dob. Jim Job. Made by JimBob.com. Code word Liberty for free shipping. If you like to, if you like, if you like paying for shipping, go ahead and do that. That is up to you. That is, that is why we have free choice. That is the, that is the reason that we are the greatest country in the world. You can, you can choose to use the code Liberty and get free shipping, or you could actually pay for shipping if you want. If you feel more comfortable in knowing that the shipping has been paid for with your own dollar, if, if it's a matter of principle for you, then, then you... I don't know what a slipping slide is. That doesn't make any sense. I will never buy that for my kid. The two words, together and separate, make no sense to me. Slip, slide. Doesn't make sense. Why, why would you... Why? Um, also, if you want a custom painting um, from my hands... Uh, yeah, you pick your favorite comic or three. You get a massive deal if you get two or more, by the way. Then, uh, DM me. Um, also, if you just want a picture, if you want a portrait of somebody done, I can take a photo and make a Jim Bob-esque version of that. Um, I've done that before. I think that those turn out cool and they don't require a, uh, commentary, but I guess people prefer the joke. Anyway. Liberty. The sheets, ball and branch, balls and branch. My balls and branch don't get wet. It stays dry all season long. Anyway. See y'all.